0: Yo, 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 what the fuck is up? Welcome to Riffs on Tap, episode number 38. I'm your host, Alejandro, joined as always by... Riley! Yo, Riley, how are you feeling today, man? It's a little little different vibe today.
1: I'm just kind of fucking tired. We're just chilling.
0: It is, so, a question for you. What day is the start of the week in your mind? Monday. Monday? Okay. I know some countries Monday is the start of the week. Some countries Sunday is the start of the week. I feel like if you're Catholic, Sunday should be like the last day of the week. Yeah. It's like you gotta atone for your sins if you're going to like church or whatever. So yeah, Monday should be the start of the week. Um, I feel like I'm gonna go into tomorrow to Monday <laughs> exhausted yeah. already. Um, a really shitty way to start off the week, but you know we're gonna just carry on through. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're almost there. We're almost. We both had very difficult March, just in general for just work. It was a very diff- very difficult month for us. Yeah. Excited.
1: Um, we're almost to April.
0: Oh, dude! Yeah. It's gonna be April first. We're gonna have some great April Fool's jokes. Like, oh, yeah? like, Hey, jokes on you! Like all those workers for nothing. Yeah. Um. Have, what's, can you think off the top of your head some of the worst April Fool's pranks that you've fallen into or some of your that are real memorable for you?
1: I've never really participated in April Fool's. I've, I've never got pranked or pranked anyone really.
0: Okay, I got gotcha, you, I gotcha. you. Um, for me, I remember, um, I don't know, you may remember as well, the Google Earth uh, April Fool's joke that they had. Uh, it was ooh, quite a number of years back now where on Google Earth, you, they hit Pokemon throughout the earth and you had to find them on there. You had to collect the whole 151 original Pokemon. Um, and that little like joke would end up inspiring a commercial that like a fan made commercial of like catching Pokemon in the wild, like in real life. And you know what that would end up turning into? Pokemon Go. Exactly. An April Fool's joke ended up into Pokemon Go. Um, which is super, super funny that it was just like, oh, haha put a little game on the internet and, uh, it turned in, I don't play Pokemon Go anymore. It's gotten crazy out of hand. Yeah. Like all the Pokemon are in there now and there's like so much to do and battling. And
1: I didn't realize it was still a thing.
0: Yeah. Like they have like Pokemon Go day still as well. It's like on the July 15th or something. And they have like a big festival in Chicago for it. That'd be um, fun to go to.
1: Yeah, like I n- I've never been a Pokemon person, never really played it or got into anything, but I think it would be fun to go to experience.
0: Yeah, and so that's the one thing that a lot of people talk about is it, it's like just a community thing, man. Just uh, a bunch of people who we all have this game we play and let's all play together here yeah. in, in um that park there that where they have they have Lollapalooza at. It's um Grant Park, I think, is what it's called. Um, so it seems like yeah, like a fun little event, a good little community event. Hundred percent. Um, another April Fool's joke, or uh, April Fool's, like April 1st being an iconic day, uh, one of my favorite production companies, Rooster Teeth, started on April 1st. And they always like, have always joked, like, oh, this is just a joke, right? You guys didn't actually start on April 1st. I'm, like, no, we thought it'd be funny yeah. to announce the start of our company on a day about jokes. Yeah. And the joke's on you. It is a real company. And they're still around since they started in 2003. So they're. Nineteen years running—that's crazy. That's a long time to be making videos about uh, Halo videos. That's how they started off, making Red versus Blue, and they still surprisingly make that show to this day.
1: That's crazy. Um, to where we're heading, we're gonna get there. We are. We're, we're gonna be as big as Rooster Teeth.
0: We are starting our. You know, this is our first production, and we have a lot of productions uh, coming up. Yeah. Um, I think I think once we get into April and May, things are gonna slow down for us at work and going to open up a lot more free time for us to, to work on stuff that uh, we have in the pipeline. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, one of the things I'm actually kind of looking forward to, and we haven't talked about it yet, but it just kind of came into my head. So I, we've, I want to put up those dart boards. Yeah. I would love to have, like, a dart competition. Just fucking, just have a YouTube, just have a YouTube series just about darts. Just, it's the it's backyard fucking dart lead, baby. We'll have, like teams and everything. We'll have cool ass names.
1: Weird ass rules.
0: You will we'll take on different personas and stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm the fucking Dart Dangler, baby. You know, I'm always dangling them darts, baby. <laughs> um oh dude, a Dart League would be so lit. I just I saw on TikTok the other day someone was live streaming a wiffle ball league. Yeah. I need to look up wiffle ball leagues here. I would hundred percent start a wiffle ball team. That just seems Actually, so it's much tough,
1: though. fun. I think I I do softball before I did uh, wiffle ball, because mm-hmm. wiffle ball is just it's another fucking league. It's insane, dude. Yeah, the
0: way that the pitchers the the, the amount the ball moves is crazy. It's
1: disgusting. Yeah. I mean, they, it moves up. I don't know how you do a, a curve ball. It's, I guess it's an upside down curve ball where it curves <laughs> up. It's just fucking insane. So uh,
0: I grew up as a loser. Um, so like I know yo-yo tricks and magic tricks and wiffle ball stuff. Um, those are just a a short list of the stupid things that I know. Um, yeah, I got really into wiffle ball when I was like in middle school, high school or whatever. And yeah, I learned how to move my pitches all the different directions. And, uh, it's surprisingly not that difficult. No, you do have to have an arm to get some good velocity on the ball, but the actual moving of the ball is just straight technique. Um, so it's it's pretty easy to pick up.
1: I think the only, like, with a baseball, the only two pitches I could really throw were a fucking fastball and a slider. The f- Only two pitches I know how to throw.
0: Yo, a slider's still disgusting, man. Yeah. Uh, I know we, we had this kid um, in high school. I would, uh, I'd be the bullpen catcher and I'd warm up pitchers a lot of time for games. And we had this one kid who, he just threw hard. Like, on the gun, he wasn't throwing velocity-wise, but he just threw hard. Yeah. And, um, his slider was absolutely fucking disgusting to catch. Like I just, there's nothing I can do. He had that like three quarter sidearm approach and it was just so difficult to like, just watch that ball and, and just get that movement. Um, have you ever, have you ever played catcher in baseball before?
1: No, I only played baseball for a year. Okay. but And it was fucking machine pitch when I was like five. <laughs> I wish I would have played. Stuck with basketball.
0: No, basketball's still super fun, man. I feel like you can definitely get get pickup games of basketball are much easier to come by rather than pickup games of baseball. Yeah, um, but I guess that's why we have softball, which that's something you know we haven't talked about. Is we need to find out like some like intramural type of sports, um, rec sports that we can play in. Um, we have the squad to do it. Oh yeah. Um, I think uh, we would really excel because of our height. Uh, do some indoor volleyball, some sand volleyball uh we got the numbers we got the height for it um uh, we can kick some ass there i think we could
1: oh um, it's just you know and we i think we have the chemistry we would kick some random team's ass just because we all fucking know each other
0: oh exactly like we just we read each other's minds We exactly. know. you don't need to call out i got it i yeah. know riley's got it yeah. like we
1: have that fucking twin telepathy
0: exactly um, <laughs> um, yo, have you been listening to any, uh, any music? I know new music just came out. so There hasn't been a ton of time to listen to a bunch of stuff, but have you gotten a chance to listen to anything that came out on Friday? Uh,
1: I know, I think Thursday, Zach Bryan dropped a new song. Uh, it's called, nice. uh, Highway Boys. Uh, very good song. I need to re-listen to it to just listen to the lyrics a little deeper, um, but first couple listens, it's a banger. Um, not a ton of other stuff. Or, I mean, a lot of just singles and stuff that I've been listening to, but nothing mentionable.
0: Yeah. I know there was a couple of new albums that came out. Let me just look through real quick on, on Apple Music. What, I always say, so like, I don't know about you, like, but for me, when I wake up on Friday... I immediately go, open up Apple Music, I go to Browse, and I go to New Music, and I see all the new albums. Um, so Denzel Curry dropped an album. I listened to that. It was really good. I'll talk I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Michael Buble had a new album. Did he? Yeah, called Higher. And then Daddy Yankee had a new album. Uh, I don't think he's put out an album in a very long time. Um, Machine Gun Kelly put out his album that he had been hyping up for quite some time now. Um... Let's see. Charlie XCX had an album. Um, not seeing too much else. That was super big. That's Weezer had a new album season spring. Um, I know some of the YouTubers that review music have already put out videos about it. I have not really looked into it yet, Yeah. but it's Weezer. you never know what you're going to get. Uh, but other than that, there wasn't anything too much more. Uh, the main thing for me was, uh, I really liked the Denzel Curry album. um, he continues to just not miss. I don't, I don't know what it is about him, but he just, um, he has good flow, picks good beats. Um, everything's real relevant. He like, he just has a lot to say and he knows how to convey those thoughts very well through his music. Um, I feel like there's not enough rappers currently that are doing that anymore. Um, Cause it's not it's not something that gets on the radio, and that's how you make money. You got to get on the radio, you got to sell albums, you got to sell shows.
1: Well, I think a lot of popular mu- music now uh, uh, you don't you don't find as much uh, lyrical genius, quote unquote, in there. It's uh, just a lot of you know this beat good. Yes, get it on the fucking radio. I think that's a lot of what popular mu- music is becoming. Which is why I'm always drawn more to the indie stuff and stuff that, for whatever reason, no one's fucking listening to.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you there. It's, you have to have a catchy beat that gets stuck in your head. and decent, a, good, a
1: decent chorus. Yeah, good There's right, something hook. that's going to get stuck in your head.
0: You got to be able it's got to be repeatable. Yeah. That's the thing about it. Um, but yeah, and so Denzel's an artist who doesn't do that. He talks about actual real issues that are affecting him and like his community. Yeah, And so that doesn't get plays on the radio too often. Every once in a while he'll have those singles that are like, Oh cool, yeah, this is a radio banger. Yeah. I get it. Um but yeah, he's he's definitely one of those um rapper's favorite rapper type of artists. Yeah. Um, but, dude, man, Tokyo Drifting, his song with Glass Animals. Oh, that
1: that shit goes fucking
0: hard. It's so hard. Like, And I know, I, I believe that Glass Animals I talked about that, like, Denzel produced pretty much the whole track. Um, I just love the way you can go from, you know, an alt-rock song into, yeah. like, a trap flip right at the end when Denzel's part comes in.
1: It's just, it's so beautifully done. Yeah. It, that's yeah, it's probably my favorite Glass Animals song
0: uh denzel just has a mind of an just him as an artist like he came on the scene absolutely guns a-blazing uh with ultimate yeah ultimate was just like the absolute like yo we were gonna mosh to this shit and it's gonna just drop so fucking hard i still sing ultimate (laughs) like when i'm just i want to i hype i try to hype myself up i'll fucking sing ultimate because it's just fucking such a banger yeah of a song um, but yeah, Denzel, his whole career, just I don't know, man. He he sees music in a whole different way, and I don't know. Have you ever watched interviews with him? I haven't. No. Um, he's um he's a very interesting character. Like he has a lot to say, and he's very like knows what he wants and is just gun go straight for it. Yeah. And he's not he's not like um you hear about artists sometimes that'll be late to a recording session or you know you don't know if they're gonna show up or. They may not come up with anything. It may just be a waste of time almost. Um, he's he's one of those like Eminem who's like focused. Like yeah. he's got a schedule and he's got goals and he's going to meet those goals. Yeah, I
1: forgot. I uh, can't remember who it was that Eminem was doing a song with. But uh, he was like, yeah, uh, M- Eminem showed up at, you know, nine o'clock on the dot. He got in, got his shit done. And uh, whoever he was recording with didn't show up till like four. And at five, Eminem was like, all right, I'm out of here. He's like, that motherfucker treats it as a nine to five. He's there at nine. He leaves at five. And that's when you can record with him.
0: Dude. And that's how it fucking works, man. Like, you know, uh, a lot, pretty much all the content creators have to treat their job as a nine to five. Yeah. Um, that's the only way to become successful. Like, yeah. I can't imagine what it like, what it's like a true, you see so many day in the life videos that YouTubers will do. I want to see like a true day in the life. No fluff, no like mm-hmm. Oh, today I'm going to go meet my friends for this fucking party and this is not yeah. whatever. I'm like, all right, you've picked a very specific day you've chosen to do this vlog. I want to see a true like, all right, you're battling depression. You're not you're having a hard time getting out of bed. or right, you've decided to get out of bed. What are you going to record today? You don't know because views are down. So you just pick a random new game. You try to go through and just... It's probably just a lot of footage of them in front of their computer editing. Being like, yeah. I oh, this frame just doesn't want to... They're like, they're just they're fucking spending the whole time just sitting there editing a video. Um, that's probably where the majority of their time goes. 100%. Yeah. Um, but Twitch streamers, I feel like that, they have like... I don't know. If I, if I had to choose between being a YouTuber and being a Twitch streamer, I think I would lean on the side of Twitch yeah, uh, being less able to,
1: editing, less. I feel like it's more content focused.
0: A hundred percent, more like engagement. Like you get yeah. to actually talk to your fans as everything's happening. Yep, it's not like hey, leave a comment, and then you get to just read the comments. You know, later that day or later that week. No, you're re- getting
1: live feed, live reactions. The one thing. So,
0: do you watch a lot of Twitch or any live streaming for gaming?
1: Uh, occasionally.
0: Um, how do you feel about backseat gaming? What do you mean? When people are just like, they constantly are telling you, no, no, you're going the wrong way. You gotta oh, do this. Uh, I hate the that
1: shit. Way. Yeah. I'm going to play the game however I want to fucking play the game.
0: Dude, yeah, I hate it when people just like feel the need to like tell you how to play the game the way that they played the game. I was like, no, 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 I want, I'm here to be entertained. I'm not here to watch myself do my own playthrough of the game I would like you to show me shit I've never seen before and I don't I I just don't understand the mind of a backseat gamer when they're typing in chat they're sitting at home in their mom's basement and they're typing away you should have turned left there you could have picked up the weapon that does more damage yeah I'm just like I just I'm just curious what goes through the mind of some of these people trolls on the internet are weird
1: they're very fucking I don't get it like I don't I mean even like Twitter like you'll go through the comments and shit and just the dumb shit that people are I don't fucking understand.
0: Did you see the new feature Twitter rolled out? This actually came out a couple of weeks ago. We still haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. Um, the downvote button. Have you seen that? No. So now on Twitter in the replies, if the way that Twitter has um kind of presented this feature is if a reply is not pushing the conversation forward they feel that you should give it a down vote. So it could be as simple as someone tweeted, man, this Tom Brady news of him coming out of retirement is crazy. And the replies are like, yeah, but pa- but Aaron Rodgers is staying with the Packers. That's not relevant. I don't know why yeah. you brought that up. Thank you very much. That's a down vote. G- get that out of there. And so they can try to help weed through an older thread and So when you go into the replies, you're not... It's relevant shit. Yeah, Yeah, you're not sifting through bullshit.
1: That's what fucking Instagram needs. Instagram just needs to fucking fix the whole bot problem. I hate when I'm scrolling through the fucking comments. I have to go three pages down just to get to a legitimate comment about whatever the fucking post is.
0: Dude, I feel that with Reddit at times. I feel like there's so many... Like, I feel like I need to... I only look at the three, like post with no replies on it to actually get any real information because even if the reply is legitimate the replies to the reply are absolute dog shit like rarely is there any actual good conversation going on in there which is I don't know the internet is is kind of I don't know it's weird you think it would bring people more together but I feel like it's torn us apart at times
1: Uh, uh, I think right now social media is probably one of the most divisive things it can be very... Uh, give you a sense of camaraderie with people that you don't fucking know. You have a good conversation, a good interaction with someone online. And then the next thing, it's just like, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, whatever. Like, just something that has nothing to do with anything. Just someone talking shit.
0: Yeah, which, once again, it goes back to the whole, I don't understand people who talk shit on the internet. I Like, yeah. I, I, like you must be having a bad day, or you, something must have happened. Because, like, I just don't understand being being a shitty person on the internet. I get if you have uh, constructive criticism, like we do here, like, yes, we will talk shit about Weezer, but we have legitimate reasons of, we like Weezer, but we think that their potential was wasted, (laughs) Um, but having constructive criticism is very different than going, you're trash, die, Um, which is what you see a lot of on the internet, fucking people just fucking Just be mean to be mean.
1: I mean, I I saw, it was a while back, I try not to comment anything on posts or whatever, but there was a post about Jacob deGrom and his stats since whatever year. And someone was like, yeah, but Kershaw's better. And I was like, why did like who gives a shit and then i i was like since this year i've posted i put the fucking stats i was like actually jacob de has been better which is kind of what this post is about how good he's been i don't know why you had to come in and say this shit
0: dude I, man that's probably my favorite situation on the internet because it confuses me so much is you can tweet i like dogs and yeah. you will get replies to say why do you hate cats yes yeah. And it just confuses me that, like, you can't just have an opinion without slamming yeah. something else. And I was like, well, that's
1: uh, uh, Ricky Gervais has a great bit about that. Um, I think it's Humanity, his latest special. But he was like, is doing something like that on the internet is essentially like, you know, you're going around town, you see a flyer for uh, guitar lessons, and it has a number on it. And you're like, I don't fucking want guitar lessons. <laughs> so, you, you know, you pick off the number, you call it. Is this the number for guitar lessons? I don't fucking want them. <laughs> <laughs> that really
0: is. That's, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I feel like because now on Twitter, you can do it where you can have no one reply to your stuff. But I feel like unless you have a huge follower count and you're posting something that like you're, you're taking a stance on something that could be controversial yeah. and you don't want to deal with the replies. I get it. But for the for the average user it's not a relevant feature. No. Um, it's only really meant to affect like the top 1% of, you know, people who have like crazy follower accounts with followers that, you know, feels they need to talk shit in the comments. Yeah, um, That's another thing is that I always feel bad for YouTubers because they always talk about, you know, when they get hate in comments. There's a, such a, you know, let's say a video gets a million views. There's probably, 10,000, 50,000 likes and dislikes on there. Yeah. So a small percentage of the viewers have chosen to like or dislike the video. And even smaller percentage have chosen to comment. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the negative comment just shine brighter. Like, I don't know what it is it about them that they just, you know, you think that all the nice comments would drown out all the negativity, but the negativity always seems to get yeah. flooded up to the top someone talking about this video is trash so and so did this idea last week why are you copying their video I'd Be like, they're not copying their videos they're they had legitimate you know i watched both videos they have legitimate yeah. information that you know
1: makes it a valid reason for them to cover this too yeah. well wow. and i just like i i hate the dislikes i hate all the negativity and shit like if you don't like something just don't fucking say anything just okay i watched this i didn't like it on to the next Why the fuck do you feel like you have such a power over everyone that you think what I say matters? It fucking (laughs) doesn't. Yeah. You don't matter. <laughs> they're tweeting to their three followers, and yeah. they're just like, yeah, the new season of Atlanta
0: was terrible. Childish Gambino you know, should go back to rapping. He's yeah. a terrible actor. i be like, he doesn't give a shit. He's huh. not going to see this tweet. No, no one's going to see this tweet. Yeah. You just look like a fucking loser. Yeah. Like,
1: You think you have this voice. You think the world revolves around you. In reality, no one gives a fuck about you, about what you said. Exactly. Just shut the fuck up.
0: Oh, man. Um... Switching topics a bit here. Uh, I forgot at the Oscars tonight. Do you have any interest in the Oscars? Did you watch any of the movies? Because I, I, I'm I going to pull it
1: up right now. I don't believe I watched any of the movies. I used to have interest in them, and then, I don't know. It just got... I hate all the politics and stuff in these award shows now. I, I just think, you know, get up, do your speech, whatever.
0: Yeah, man, don't go through it. Like, I feel like there was a period of time where, like, winning an Oscar was, like, the greatest achievement an actor could ever achieve. But because there's—because back then there was a limited amount of movies that were made every year. And it was hard to get the funding to make a movie on your own and get it to a wide audience. But now there's such a—there's so many platforms that artists can—or actors and artists— can make the stuff they want to make and it still reach a decent platform without being you know having to be this like box office like yeah. blast or whatever um, let's look at the best picture because it really is like the the main show uh, so we have Belfast um, I did not see Belfast uh, Coda I heard a lot of good things
1: about Coda I saw oh. Don't Look Up it was okay it yeah. was a movie
0: yeah, it, I I walked in when you were watching it. It was that ending scene, which yeah. I don't want to
1: spoil the movie, but like that was a weird fucking ending yeah. to a movie. Well, it's just uh, I mean, I, I don't think it was Oscar worthy. I thought it was a decent movie. It had its moments. Overall, I don't think it was that special. It's uh, the kind of movie I've seen a thousand times. You know, twenty twelve, for example, right? It's same sort of doomsday fucking movie.
0: Uh, then we have Drive My Car. I have not heard about that one. Uh, Dune. I still haven't seen
1: Dune. Have you seen Dune I, yet? I haven't. I heard good things. That's with, the uh, Timothy Chalamet, right?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. And, um, also with, uh, Zendaya. Oh, yeah. Uh, she is fantastic. Uh, you should just watch everything she's in. She's hot. Uh, very much so. Uh, King Richard, which I
1: thought I heard good things about that, too.
0: Yeah, it's one of, like, they say it's, like, one of Will Smith's best performance. Yeah.
1: Um, Which that's saying He's been uh, Will Smith I feel like Is an underrated actor Everyone knows him Everyone loves him Like the amount of Banger fucking movies That he's been in It's insane
0: No he is so Fucking talented Because he has such A wide range too He can be funny When he needs to be He can be serious When he (laughs) needs to be
1: Yeah you go from Pursuit of happiness To fucking Men in black Yeah Crazy range
0: no, he, he is so fucking talented. And yeah, I feel like, yeah, people don't give him enough due. Like, people will be like, oh, yeah, Will Smith is great. But I was like, no, 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 no. He's not just great. Like, he's one of the top performers we've seen in a very, very long For time. For sure. Yeah. Um, I put him
1: up there with like a Tom Hanks in terms of greatest actors.
0: 100%. And this is just another movie where he's solidifying just how great his acting jobs are. Yeah. Um, Liquor's Pizza, that was the movie. What the fuck? um, it's a, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It's got the girl from, um, uh, Haim. Have you, have you heard of the band Haim? No. Uh, they're a band, three sisters. Um, and, uh, they're pretty good. They're like alt rock type band. Um, they're, they're pretty good stuff. Uh, I'm going to read this synopsis cause I want to see if it's as fucked up as I've been told the movie is. So it says, um, Fifteen-year-old Gary Valentine, at the tail end of his career as a child actor, instantly- hear the ice cream man. I'm sorry.
1: What? Sorry, I just hear the ice cream man. Ice. Oh yeah. La- anyway, sorry. Oh, continue. Man. No, you're good.
0: <laughs> uh So, fifteen-year-old Gary Valentine, at the tail end of his career as a child actor, instantly falls in love with twenty-something photographer's assistant, Elena Kane. Despite their age difference, Elena is attracted to the sincere Gary, and the couple's friendship deepens during their adventure in the San Fernando Valley in the early 1970s. Yes, it's a pedophile thing. Yeah, that sounds... (laughs) So, um, you know, but it's it's role reversed. The guy's young, girl's older, so like... Yeah,
1: so it's okay? Paul Thomas Anderson... is that (laughs) go ahead i'm just saying is that okay like since it's an older woman
0: paul thomas anderson does a lot of like these weird like gray line movies and i don't think that's not a
1: gray line that's very defined line (laughs) well like
0: okay so for him he's probably like this is normal like you know he's a coming of age man and they just a age gap between them
1: i wouldn't say coming of age he's he's the age like, where he starts coming but he's not the, <laughs> i would say he's if the away.
0: genders were reversed this would never exist as a movie no a hundred percent would yeah. not exist
1: well it's kind of like you know you see the stories on the internet you know high school kid fucks his hot teacher or whatever high school boy fucks his hot teacher <laughs> yeah good on you right yeah <laughs> but then if, when it's reversed you know piece of shit.
0: yeah exactly going to prison forever getting killed in prison i'm gonna call time out okay Uh, I got my set right there. I just got to open it up. But, yeah, I just think, like, this movie, like, I don't know, man. Paul Thomas Anderson, you either like him or you hate him. He's one of those type of uh, director, producers. And so this is one of the movies, it's a pass yeah. for me. Yeah. And yeah. No, I, don't,
1: I, don't, I don't like the premise.
0: So already reading the people involved with this movie, I, this seems interesting. Have you heard of Nightmare Alley? No. Guillermo del Toro and Bradley Cooper. So I'm like, all right, going to get some horror movie stuff. This is interesting. Parent. It is. So let me read the synopsis because I don't know anything about this movie. Dan Carlisle escapes his troubled past by joining a traveling carnival and ingratiating himself with its denizens, including a mind-reading duo and a winsome performer. Stan then reinvents himself again as a high-society psychic and plots to con a tycoon with a mysterious... Psychiatrist who proves to be his most formidable opponent yet.
1: That sounds very interesting. It is. It I'm does intrigued sound. by that.
0: Yeah, I want to go watch the trailer for this afterwards.
1: Um, I'm sure, I mean, probably on HBO, I think all these movies are probably available. Because usually they do yes. that where they'll put all the Oscar-nominated movies on there.
0: Thank you for reminding me about that because my mom literally texted me I think yesterday about that. She like sent me a link and was like, "All these, all the movies are on HBO Max." Yeah, and I think, yeah, we're logged in in the living room, so like, we just need to like start watching these.
1: You Um, uh, look at the best. I'm curious who's nominated for best director this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see
0: here. Nominees have. Actually in a leading role, actor in a leading role. So we have Javier Bardem in, uh, Being the Ricardos. Uh, we have Benedict Cumberbatch as Phil Burbank in The Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog, I also heard it's a very good movie. Uh, Andrew Garfield as John in Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, another one, um, uh, if you're into like theater, I hear that is like a great movie. Tick, Tick,
1: Boom. Mm-hmm.
0: Um it's about the uh rent rent yeah it's about rent. the writing yeah. and development of rent uh Will Smith as Richard Williams and King Richard uh Denzel Washington a name we don't I don't feel like we hear very often anymore no. as Macbeth in the tragedy oh, of Macbeth um and that's it on it's not a lot
1: so I, I don't want to correct you or anything I was interested in that as well but what about director <laughs> Oh, you said director, <laughs> man! I uh, that is a very interesting completely <laughs> misheard
0: you. Um, let's see here. Let's go through. Uh, alto- alto- puntos- why, dance- stupid- <sharp> adore- why is it far
1: I thought
0: it said Adam Sandler for a second said adapted screenplay. There's just an Adam Sandler <laughs> directing. Yeah. Okay.
1: Is it so like why the fuck is that so far back ahead behind everything?
0: I feel directors are super important. They should be very upfront. Um, Belfast is in there. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. I'm pretty sure I did not pronounce that correctly. Uh, drive my car. And I'm going to mispronounce this one. Ryosuke Hamaguchi. Yep. Um, a Japanese film. I really should watch this movie. I don't care what's about it, it's Japanese. so I'm going to like it. Your boy, Paul Thomas Anderson, baby with licorice pizza. Uh, Jane Campion with power of the dog. Steven Spielberg, West side story. Those are your. They remade
1: West Side Story.
0: They did. And apparently it's. uh, It got really good reviews. It got really Mm -hmm. good reviews.
1: Um, I mean Spielberg's a good. You know. One of the all time directors. So if anyone's going to do it.
0: From what I heard. uh, Was that. um, If you really enjoyed the original. And that's like. You know. Your thing. Yeah. This may not be your cup of tea. And I think that just happens to happen with all movies that get remade. You have such affinity for the original, you're all constantly comparing it.
1: I mean, that's how it was when the new Annie came out. Uh, The one with Jamie Foxx? Yeah. I just wasn't, I mean, I grew up with Annie. I'm a ginger, right? Annie's a ginger. It was my representation. So I've loved the original Annie. And then that one came out and I was like, it's just too different. Like, it's not, it's not Annie.
0: See, for me, a couple years ago when um, there was, I think it was in 2018 where I got really into the Oscars. Like I loved all the movies and I watched all of them multiple times. The movie that, that I really enjoyed surprisingly was Little Women, uh, which I had never read the book and I'd never seen any other adaptation of it. So I went in there, I knew nothing about the story. It was just, okay, this is an Oscar nominated movie. I am here to watch it because I want to judge it just yeah. as a movie. And I thought, wow, you know, if you're into this type of like um, olden times, love story, romance type of thing, like, oh, no, does he love me? And we'll ever see him again. And let's write letters. If you're into that, that movie smacked. Like, it's not my cup of tea. That's not the type of movie I like to watch. But I can appreciate how good it was written, directed, the cinematography, the music. And uh, the actors in it were fantastic. It had, like, um, Timothy Chalamet in there. As well as, um, oh man, uh, Pew, uh, fucking what's her first name?
1: Florence?
0: Florence Pew, yeah. yeah. She was in that as well. And then a couple other really good actors in there. And I was like, this is a good movie. Yeah.
1: You know one, uh, I guess Red Dawn, the new Red Dawn gets a shit, a lot of hate. Uh, probably for good reason. Right? I, but I enjoyed it more than the original. Just love Josh Peck, right? Gotta love Drake and Josh and uh Chris Hemsworth, you know, he's just, you know, he's dreamy. Uh, <laughs> but I, I loved that remake of it. But I know it gets a gets a lot of hate for sure.
0: Um I honestly have not seen the original or I honestly don't know anything about Red Dawn. So maybe I should just jump into the new one.
1: Yeah. It basically uh country gets taken over by take uh, in the new one, I think it's North Korea. Something they, you know, invade the US and Wolverines, that's what this uh, insurgent group is called, apparently a rebel group. You know, they uh, try to take their city back and then the country.
0: Ah, I gotcha. You know what movie I'm very intrigued about, and I constantly see commercials for it, is the new movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, Ambulance. Yeah. I just, everything that they've showed, they've showed so much in the trailer and they put themselves in such a situation, which, so uh, I guess I'll explain it. So if you've never seen the trailer for it, I don't know how it's played constantly on TV. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hall, I guess he's a former heist guy. You know, his buddy comes to him and was like, "Hey man, my wife needs money for some surgery. Think we can get another job?" And he's like, "I got the perfect job for you. We can rack it out. We can get like fucking two million each." So he's like, "Cool, it's an easy job. Let's do it." Go in, not an easy job. Fucking get caught. They're trying to escape. Hijack an ambulance with the nurse inside and a dying patient or whatever. And then they're on a chase through L.A., baby. And this is all in the trailer. And so, like, I feel like I've seen the whole movie. Like, there's a point where, like, they have, like, tanks and armored trucks chasing them through L.A. How do you get away in that situation?
1: You don't. uh, But I think, so, I think it's going to be a good movie in the sense... It's not a best picture movie, right? It's just... You watch it, it's a fucking action-packed fucking movie. Jake Gyllenhaal is a fantastic actor, so I think I think it's going to be good, but not like it's not going to be a great movie, like an all-time fucking movie. It's just a good action movie.
0: Yeah, I think I'm just very confused. They spent a lot of money in the marketing for this movie, and I'm just I always worry about when a movie is overly marketed. I was like, is the movie bad? And you feel you have to shove it down our throats so that we go see it because you're worried it's not going to do well. Whereas like a lot of the movies on the best picture list, I hadn't even heard of. No, but you know because they're not they don't have a marketing budget for them because they're either smaller films like A Lickler's Pizza. The only reason why I heard about that was I was listening to the Rooster Teeth podcast. One of the guys is a Paul Thomas Anderson fan, and he he even he thought this is a weird movie. I'm not gonna like it. Um, it's the only reason why I'd heard of that movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, always worried about a heavy, heavily marketed product, and I can go for anything. Um, like, what's the deal? Have you seen the commercials for this Nitro Pepsi?
1: No, i have not.
0: Oh man, See, it's this new. I'm gonna look it up because I, I want to know a little bit more about it. I keep seeing TikToks about it. it keeps that's like my most popular. Like,
1: they advocate. have like a Nitro ball in it.
0: That's what I'm. I want to know. It's like, is it like a? Is it like a Pepsi? Like. Um, uh pepsi coffee thing or something let's see Um, uh, oh it's just nitrogen infused yeah draft cola interesting and then they have a, van- a vanilla draft cola i don't know huh
1: i know i mean there there's only a few things i know that use uh like a, a nitro ball or nitrogen ball like that guinness is one of them if you get a guinness in a can uh it has the nitro ball in there because it i guess uh the flavors or whatever I don't know what the fuck it does I love Guinness so it's great and then I know uh the Starbucks nitro cold brew whatever Mm -hmm. they obviously have one as well
0: yeah no Mm. I I think nitrogen the so I like skim this article and I understand what they're saying why they add nitrogen it provides a smoother taste rather than the carbonation of CO2 but I you've seen me I I'm a big soda monster um, I love Diet Coke, I love Diet Dr. Pepper but the reason why I specifically like Diet, like original Diet Coke is the crispness you get out of a can, like yeah. you get that crisp like wake you up feeling from uh, that first sip, this is describing it as a smooth taste it's yeah. uh, the word Pepsi described the result as softer than a soft drink and I was like It's creamy and smooth. That's not what I want a soda for. I don't want creamy sugar
1: pouring down my throat. I think it depends on what situation you're drinking it in. Yeah. It could be nice, like you're in the fucking sun. You just, you know. When it's really hot, I think it would be nice. Yeah, I guess. Smooth fucking cold soda.
0: I guess I'm going to have to give it a try and and see. Um, Which, so, (laughs) um, this is a bit of a dumb question. Pepsi or Coke. Coke. Yeah, for the most part, Coke is always going to be my answer. But I'm
1: not one of those people, uh, my dad will do this, but it's, you know, oh, we don't have Coke, we have Pepsi. Oh, well, I won't get one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get something else. (laughs) I hate that shit. I'll get, if you have Pepsi, I'll get a fucking Pepsi. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm the same way. Actually, every once in a while, I'll crave a Pepsi. I think Pepsi Cherry, in sometimes it rivals Cherry Coke. Yeah like, Cherry Coke is great, I love Cherry Coke, but, there are times where I'm like, damn, I want a Cherry Pepsi, something about it, and you know where I normally get it at, is Little Caesars, they always got Cherry Pepsi there, and I'm like, you know what, going me get Cherry Pepsi, um, but, um, fuck, where were they going with that, there was, there was a reason why I brought that up, um, Oh, that's why. So at work, we—if uh, you remember—we uh, get those uh, those coolers. Yeah, we're sponsored by Pepsi. Yep. So uh, we have all the Pepsi products. I know tomorrow morning, first day, three, fucking four in the morning, I'm gonna crack, crack open a Pepsi. Yep. <laughs> or a Mountain Dew. That's how I'm gonna start off my day. <laughs> I'm like fucking, that's I'm gonna do the do, baby. <laughs> oh man, that's one of my favorite parts about uh, about my job is uh, some of the little weird perks that we have. Um. Oh, yeah just having uh, having access to all that kind of stuff the cool thing is we get Gatorade because it's Pepsi yeah. whereas if you have Coke product you get Powerade
1: I'm not a big Powerade guy no
0: there's something about it it tastes like it's like uh, you know if you make Kool-Aid but don't put enough of the flavor packet in there yeah or you put too much water yeah. that's what Powerade tastes Which, like yeah it's
1: it's the the wrong in between of not too sweet but it's not sweet enough
0: yeah that's a good way to put it it's I don't know it's funny. You think Coca-Cola would have spent more money developing that yeah. product. Well,
1: I think, I mean, they know. I mean, Gatorade's always going to win over Powerade. There are some weirdos out there that prefer Powerade. And if you're listening and you prefer Powerade, stop. Don't stop, actually. But you know. <laughs> um,
0: I really like the new Gatorade Zeros. Have you had those?
1: Yes. I prefer that, actually. Yeah, it's Over the like, regular Gatorade. Yeah, it's
0: not as sweet, but it's yeah. still very flavorful.
1: That's that's the problem I have drinking a lot of stuff like that. Is It's just way too fucking sweet. One of the reasons I stopped drinking sweet tea is much. Just too much sugar.
0: The one thing, though, it's hard to say no to a sweet tea when you go to Bill Miller, though. You can't. Yeah, it's just like... There's it, a
1: couple places you have to get fucking sweet tea.
0: Yeah. Um, i was trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, I've never had the sweet tea at Bushish Chicken before. But that seems like the type of place that, like, it's, like, 90% sugar, but, like, it's okay because, you know... Cane's is
1: the same way. Cane's has some good sweet tea. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a fried... If you go to a fried chicken place and you don't have good sweet tea,
0: I'm not not going back. Dude, churches need to fucking step up their game. Yeah. They, They do not enter the tea market at all. They're just, like you want to Coke with that? And I was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't actually, you know what? I don't want the chicken either. Yeah. I'm going to go to Popeye's. Popeye's also doesn't have <laughs> sweet tea though. Yeah. Um, I guess I wonder cause I guess maybe cause it's a Louisiana style chicken. Sweet tea is not as big of a thing over there. Maybe well, it's,
1: it is. I mean, it's sweet tea is a, a Southern thing. Obviously uh-huh. you go up North or to California or whatever. You're not going to get sweet tea. Go ahead. You, you know, iced tea with sugar packets. That's what you want. But, For the most part, it's a very Southern thing. Texas does it best because we do everything best, but.
0: But I was just thinking right now, so the final four is coming up in New Orleans. If you're going to get yourself some delicious Cajun food, I don't know what the drink of choice is for the stereotypical Cajun meal. You have your red beans and rice. You got, you know. Oh, that sounds so fucking good. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. I cannot picture what the stereotypical drink for that meal is. I think
1: sweet tea is perfect for it
0: yeah it's weird i it's i've I've been doing it a couple times and I don't think I've ever been offered sweet tea no maybe the next time wait no fucking next week we'll just go to the game we'll go to the Final Four. we're going to hey, I'm fucking down yeah we'll do.
1: <laughs> next mon uh Monday we'll go to the championship
0: oh hundred percent yeah I actually just found out my cousin uh because uh she's a villanova alumni um when they won yesterday um she instantly bought her flight, bought a ticket to the game, but she's now on the fence. Now um, she's still going to go, but because North Carol- Duke won and North Carolina won, they're playing each other. That uh, they say the tickets may go up astronomically to see Coach K beat try to yeah. beat North Carolina, make a run for his, his final tournament. Um, they're tempted to sell their tickets and just triple their money.
1: I um, would go to the game.
0: Dude, I, I would, too. It, it sucks that Roy Williams isn't coaching North Carolina anymore because that would have been crazy to see Coach K Is it So Roy- is
1: it tickets to both games?
0: Yeah, so the ticket, oh, is, go. the ticket is for both the Villanova and the North Carolina yeah, game. Yeah, you have to go. And then it's a separate ticket for Monday's championship. Yeah.
1: No, I, I, you go. Yeah. That's and so, a, I mean, you see Coach K lose and you get to say you saw Coach K's last game. If he wins, gives the championship. That's fucking great. And then obviously you get to see Villanova. I'm, I think they're gonna beat Kansas. Uh, Villanova just looks fucking good,
0: dude. They, it's funny because you look at them on paper and nothing stands out about them.
1: No, they but don't that, have any star players or anything.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's J Wright
1: basketball, team basketball.
0: Exactly, and it's just like um, that kid, Colin uh, Gillespie. He's pretty decent. I don't think he'll do anything or go anywhere really probably not but um he's he's probably the only person that i'm like yeah put the ball in his hands yeah if, if you need to make a final shot yeah put the ball in his hands um What's that? i mean
1: uh, chris jenkins he's the guy who hit the game winner um in the championship game i think it was against was it north carolina mm-hmm. um he's not in the nba yeah but he was the guy who they wanted to take the last shot yeah and he fucking made it they they really never have these star players. Well, they've had a couple guys. Uh, Archie Diacono was one of them. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson. They'll go, you know, get some minutes in the NBA. But I don't I don't know if they've had someone who's just become this elite basketball player in the NBA.
0: No, and I think one of the reasons why is that your elite basketball players typically go. You know, they go through the one and done situation. You're yeah. North Carolinas or Kentucky's Dukes. But Villanova is they develop their team. yeah, And so that's why every three years expect them to make a run because like right now they have a bunch of seniors, graduate students and stuff on their, yeah. on their team, which I, I found out, um, Colin Gillespie, um, apparently he went to class with my cousin and, uh, he, he is a 50, the reason he's in grad school. Cause he's a technically like a 50 year senior yeah. basically. Because of the COVID year, knocked, they added an extra eligibility year. So he was able to come back for one more year. And making the most of it, he's making a run for the national championship.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Well, but, there was a St. Mary's. They had a guy, he's sixth year. Yeah. Sixth year senior. Which is <laughs> crazy. Because yeah, he came back for his fifth year. And then they're like, oh, if you want to come back for another year. <laughs> so <laughs> he came back for his sixth year.
0: Oh, man, it's so funny. Yeah. This um,
1: 24-year-old guy. And you can say 18-year-olds.
0: Dude, well, that's the thing about Texas Tech is that like we had all graduate transfers for our starting five, and I was like, that's they're grown men on the court there. Yeah. They're all 24, 25 years old, and like I was like, it's it's almost not fair at times. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why I knew the Notre Dame Tech game would be a good game, uh, just because of the fact that our, our team we had one freshman in our rotation. For the most part, they're junior seniors. One was a grad transfer from Yale. Mm-hmm. But it's just all these older guys who You know they've been playing together for three four years
0: Yeah very experienced Very a lot of chemistry in the team Yeah um, But yeah dude I'm excited for It sucks I lost in all my brackets I did so well The first two rounds had some great picks And I wouldn't even say It was I fucked up my, my Sweet 16 and Elite 8 picks I just think they were upsets no one called Yeah uh, well you
1: shouldn't have picked Texas That was your first mistake yeah,
0: I should. Yeah, Texas always chokes. They're always fucking choked. Yeah. Fucking bunch of losers. Yeah, and Tech, tech should a, have won that game. Yeah,
1: tech was a good pick. Uh, it was a great game against Duke. Uh, it not,
0: just we we just yeah, couple Duke. bad turnovers and Duke fucking capitalized yeah. on
1: them. Duke's a good team. I mean, Palo, I think it's pronounced Boncaro. Oh, Bonchero.
0: Oh, Bonchero, Yeah, uh, an announcer's.
1: Were, pronouncing it Boncaro I don't think that's right but uh that guy's and I think he's number one pick now
0: really he was good man he's fucking good but dude man North Carolina's got some studs on their team man
1: I don't see them beating I think Duke is just too big for them
0: they are I don't know man they got uh North Carolina's got that kid um was it Bacot uh Um, he's really fucking good. Then they got their fucking, the tall white boy with the, the neck beard. Uh, that boy's fucking fire as well. And he's, he's tall. Um, I don't know, man. North Carolina's got some studs. Caleb Love, you know, if he goes off, like, and then, um.
1: What's up? You have to sneeze, but it won't fucking come
0: out. Oh. (laughs) Um, and fuck, who's their point guard for North Carolina? He's also an absolute baller. Um he carried uh North Carolina when they almost fucking choked against Baylor. Um it is.
1: give me a second. He's looking it
0: up. He's doing he's crunching uh, the numbers.
1: Black? Manic. No Davis.
0: Manic is the tall white boy. I'm
1: just I don't know any of these guys.
0: No, that's it's all good, dog. I'm just going to do a quick Google search over here on the yeah. computer. <laughs> North Carolina starting five.
1: I mean, because I th- uh, Davis, is it Davis? I think it's Davis. R. Davis?
0: Uh, Yeah, R.J. Davis. Yeah. yeah. That's who it is. He's um, he absolute fucking clutch. Uh, He's always through.
1: I was kind of hoping, because uh, I was with my brother watching the... The boys, they look fierce. It? They look okay. I was with my brother watching the UCLA uh, North Carolina game. He's a UCLA fan, so I was kind of going for them, but at the same time, you know, great to see his heart broken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I don't know, man. I I'm, I'm putting I'm putting kind of all my money here on on North Carolina. I feel like
1: I would like uh, North Carolina winning would help me in every bracket. Because some people did pick Duke to win.
0: Yeah, which is, it turning out to be a really fucking good pick. Yeah. Um, I should have really re-looked at that and been like, yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee? Why was Tennessee going to go far? That was so dumb. Like, the SEC is trash, man. I should
1: have picked. I mean, I was very close to picking Villanova over Gonzaga, and I fucking should have. But, you know, it happens. Do Well, I well,
0: you know, you've heard it say, say it a million times. Gonzaga will never win a championship.
1: They're going to win next year.
0: Uh, that's what every Gonzaga fan says. They're, they
1: will never they're win. They're kind of turning into the Cowboys fans, I guess. But, I, I mean, I say that. I don't know any Gonzaga fans.
0: I feel like everyone's a Gonzaga fan. They just have a cool name, great yeah. mascot, cool-looking uniforms, always have a stud player on their team. Yeah. They're they're easy to get behind and be like, yeah, Gonzaga. And yeah. then you ask any person who's like, yeah, I really like Gonzaga, you ask them, well, where are they from? Where's their school located at? And they can never answer the question. They're from
1: Washington, right?
0: Spokane, Washington. Yeah. Um, it's funny. There's a lot of teams that way who are just like, "Yeah, where where are they?
1: Yeah. Where is Purdue? St. Peter's? I have no fucking idea where St. Peter's is." <laughs> well, I now, you, well now you know. Jersey, right?
0: New Jersey. Yeah.
1: I know. I know. Purdue is definitely a city. Or it's in a city. Uh, in a state. <laughs> in a state. That's sure. In the Midwest. Is it Midwest?
0: I believe it's in Indiana. Uh, let me just double yeah. check that one. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Indiana. Purdue. Uh, let's
1: see. I thought it was like, uh, fucking, uh, Pennsylvania.
0: Let's see here. So the
1: Boilermakers.
0: Uh, why is it so difficult for me to get the, oh location West Lafayette, Indiana. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because they're, they're in the big 10. They're one of the big 10 schools where I'm just like, yeah. you're in the Midwest. Good job, Midwest. Um, But um,
1: You know, that's one of Notre Dame's rivals in football. We always fucking dominate them, but still technically a rival.
0: Yeah. Notre Dame is is weird because they're in a division for basketball. They're not in a conference for football. No. I I can't imagine playing sports for them because it's almost like you don't know who the fuck you're going to play.
1: But you always know you're going to play top competition. I mean, we have... For the most part, yes. We have, uh, I guess, they weren't... It haven't been good in recent years but we always have Stanford, USC. Uh, I think this year we our first games against Ohio State, play Clemson every now and then, Wisconsin. I mean, we play some good fucking teams.
0: No, yeah, it there is um
1: but even I mean cuz you have everyone saying well we shouldn't count for the playoff because we're not in a conference. The one year we were in we joined the ACC for the COVID year. Yeah. Because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to play. We made it to the ACC championship. We just lost to one of the greatest Clemson teams of all time when they had Trevor Lawrence. But but it's still like like we we proved like, yeah, we're we're still a dominant force if we're in a fucking conference. And it's actually easier because you have so many shitty teams at the bottom of these conferences that we get to play, like fucking Rutgers. Rutgers isn't a fucking (laughs) team.
0: Yeah, like looking at the SEC, because the SEC always, it's such a mix. Yeah, of schools in here. Yeah, you got Alabama, of course, absolute banger.
1: LSU, uh, Georgia. But uh, then you go to the bottom, and you have fucking Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tennessee teams that they're not good football teams. No.
0: A um, and M at this point, A and M they're trash. Missouri,
1: like it's you have all these teams at the bottom that are they're they're there. Sure, the top is stacked. But that's the same with every fucking conference.
0: I don't know. The Big 12 is pretty stacked through and through. Uh, One thing that helped is we got rid of a bunch of teams. Yes. (laughs) So we we got rid of the real trash garbage teams. Like there was a period of time where I believe Colorado was in the Big 12. And I was like, you don't belong here. Like,
1: Well, they used to be good. Like in the 80s, 90s, they were a very good football team.
0: Yeah, but like. Now. Yeah, it's like now it's like, nah, man. Y'all just a bunch of stoners out there. Like, nah, I ain't going to. They ain't gonna cut it but the big 12 i think the big 12 has 10 teams right now and it's kind of just like uh it's kind of sad and then the big 10 is 12 teams yeah they
1: need to flip that
0: um i i still i'm a i'm a hardcore big 12 guy so like
1: but like i mean you're okay but you still have this is the new map for uh, the big 12 no well now you have byu cincinnati West, kansas uh, state ucf
0: Oh, no, K-State has been there already. Yeah. Um, but
1: I'm just, like, Kansas, like, they're not a fucking football team.
0: No, they are not, they're not. West Virginia trash. hasn't been
1: good since Will Greer. Uh, UCF, man, they're on the up and up. I, I, I don't know if they're going to perform at a higher level.
0: Um, Yeah, you're right. It, it's going to be hard. We'll have to see what happens with them. Um. Oklahoma State You never know with them Same goes for basketball too Yeah They can pop off When like They're When they had Kate Cunningham And it was just like Absolute lit uh, Same with football They had some years Where I was like Damn Y'all are fucking unstoppable You
1: were great With Mason Rudolph mm-hmm. Had some great years with him
0: Um, But our boys Tech baby They're there They're they're gonna be Big 12ers for life
1: Yeah No way they're gonna leave Well I mean We thought that was You know Oklahoma and Texas, but I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense for me why they w- would change conferences. And it was uh, so. I get Missouri and A and M doing it because they suck. So they they were going to suck either way. Now they just make more money sucking. Yeah, uh, but I don't even think it's a money thing for them because it can't it it, it can't be. They were. I mean, Texas has its own fucking network, television network. Like, none none of them had any any problems raising money.
0: Yeah, and so I'm just like, I don't know if they just thought, like, oh, we're going to, like, have better competition. I was like, yeah, you're going to play a couple more better teams, but you're also going to play even more trash teams, too.
1: But it's just now, I mean, it's going to be harder for them to make it to the playoff or to the— even the SEC championship because you're going to have to go through Georgia, you're going to have to go through LSU, and you're going to have to go through Bama. Those teams are still going to run that conference.
0: It's going to, well, I think football will be, I don't think Texas will come out on top. No. Um, But there are other sports. I think baseball, they're 100% going to compete. Yeah. Uh, They're going to dominate
1: in baseball. They're already doing it now. Um, Thinking of college baseball, though, Notre Dame. Our fucking college baseball team is insane this year. I'm going to pull up the rankings
0: for college baseball.
1: I know in one poll we were ranked number one. I don't know what fucking poll it was, but I think most polls were top five.
0: Let's see here. Cause we're so early in the season. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these rankings are, are moving. Uh Ole Miss number one, Texas number two. Uh, where's Texas? Texas sitting. We're at 16. Respectable. 17 and four record. Respectable. Very Respectable. I'm surprised Texas State's up there. They're fucking... They have that one win over Texas. Um, ooh, Gonzaga. I didn't know they, they played baseball.
1: Oh, they have us at 12.
0: All right. What's our record? Uh, you are 12-4. and four. You were previously ranked at 6. You guys must have had some bad losses or something.
1: Probably. Um, but I, know, I mean, last year we made a good run in the uh, College World Series. Hopefully we can do the same this year. We brought in a new coach last year, and he just completely turned it. I I I don't watch college baseball, so I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently we brought in a new coach last year, and he just completely turned our program around.
0: That's good. No, yeah we we had that happen with uh, Tim Tadlock at Texas Tech, Tech. It was like 2013 or so, 2014 when he came in. And before it was like, Oh, Texas Tech, Tech baseball, haha, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever." And now it's like, we're, we're trying to stay there and compete, yeah. uh, to go well in like super regionals and stuff. And we've gotten close. We've gotten close to make a run at a world series. Um, but, uh, and we've had good players come out of Texas tech. We had like Jace Jung, um, and then well, I, all the Jung brothers are really fucking good. Yeah.
1: Um, so I'm, I, I can only kind of see this list. I think I only see two teams that are from the North.
0: Uh, Yeah, so you've got uh, South, South, South... uh, Notre
1: Dame is in Indiana. Yep. And...
0: Yeah, all these teams are in the South. Maryland. Maryland's up. Yeah. And Gonzaga's in in Washington. Yeah.
1: But that's, I mean, the... And UConn. Usually Southern teams dominate, obviously, just because they can play baseball year-round. Yeah. Whereas Notre Dame, I think, half of the year is covered in snow, so... (laughs) So it's nice to see us up there.
0: Um, no, 100%. 100%. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I'm trying. I guess now with um, college uh, basketball wrapping up now, I guess it's time to start watching baseball. Yeah. Uh, baseball season coming together, getting ready to start the season. Uh, Yankees have looked terrible in preseason, uh, as expected. We're a pretty trash team. I haven't
1: been paying attention to fucking spring training.
0: We are. I never really do. I, I, I try to get into it and I'm like yeah I'm, this is the year I'm going to get really into baseball and there's just too many games
1: there's- I get into it like I'll uh, I, I try to watch as many Angel games as I can uh, until the end of the year when we shit the bed usually but I'm hoping this year you know this year I think this is the year we make a playoff run the Astros are losing some players I, I think the division is more open than it has been in the last few years yeah, it's, Especially still, the, it's still a tough division. The A's just, uh, they traded Matt Chapman, their third baseman, probably their best player because, you know, that's what the A's do. They always trade their best player. Um, Rangers, They're trying to get out of Oakland. Yeah, Rangers should be decent, actually.
0: <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Man, the Rangers haven't been good in years.
1: And they, I mean, their lineup looks pretty good. Uh, I don't know about their pitching staff, but I know their batting lineup looks good.
0: All right, I guess we'll have to see then, man. I haven't, uh, we need to get out there to a Ranger game. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't want to go to Houston. I don't want to go to an Astro game. Fuck Houston. Yeah, fuck Houston. Man. Now, the
1: Ranger games are cool because they said so now they have that whole complex. Their stadium's right across from uh, the Cowboy Stadium, and they just built, uh, it's called Texas Live. I think that there's a few locations of those, but it's uh, just a like one big complex, essentially, and then a bunch of bars and restaurants inside of it. It's pretty oh, that's cool. that's awesome. That's
0: really dope.
1: So you can go drink there and then go into the game and then go drink there again after the game.
0: Dude, bet. that's what that's what all sports fans want to do. They just want to drink and enjoy sports. Exactly. That's why yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings is always popping. Yep. Um, I think that's about time for us. Um, yeah, it's about time for us to wrap up. Uh, do you have any last minute things you you want to add? You want to talk about? We missed. We didn't a chance to talk about.
1: No, I'm just gonna keep, you know, saying it into existence. The Raiders are winning the Super Bowl. Dude, every
0: week that's what you just that's gonna be your mantra. Raiders are gonna win the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, I think my last thing is um, I keep fighting myself to pull the trigger on buying Elden Ring. I wanted to buy Dark Souls to try it out, try out a Souls game. All of them are full price. Like, yeah. and I would I, just
1: say go full in and buy Elden Ring.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about it and just being like, look, if
1: I don't like it, I don't like it, whatever. Yeah.
0: But I think, I think I'm going to enjoy the game. But uh, yeah, video games, I love them. Lego Star Wars comes out April 5th. Lego Star Skywalker Skywalker Saga, 100 percent playing that. Yeah, I'm getting that. Greatest game of all time. Um, I'm calling it now Game of the Year. Uh but yeah, that's pretty much all I got here. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh this has been episode number thirty-eight of Rifts on Tap. If you enjoyed what we what you heard today, uh you can find more episodes over at riffsontap.com where we've got links to all of our music playlists. All of our past episodes, uh, where you can find us on social media, uh, and the such. Uh, but yeah, if you liked the episode, you know, please let us know, tell someone about it. You know, what was your favorite part about this episode? My favorite part was when we talked about sports, sports are are good. Uh, but thank you all so much. Um, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.